0: You're listening to an audio sermon by pastor bernard milder from household of christ we trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the word of god i want to share a message with you entitled dealing with the root of bitterness before it deals with you remember you were never designed to be a sinner you were designed in the image of god to bear the glory of god you're a vessel of glory. Amen. Turn to the person next to you, say, You're a vessel of glory. So, when Adam sinned, from Adam to Moses, sin reigned. From Moses to Jesus, the law reigned. And then, from Jesus, those who accept him, grace reigns. So, you need the grace of God in your life. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 5, Romans 5 verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through christ jesus our lord you can try and run away from god but you won't be able to god's presence will find you wherever you are jesus is not embarrassed about your situation he's aware of your situation he's aware of your situation That's why Jesus died on the cross, to come and help us so that things can change in our lives. You have to be very careful what seeds get planted in your heart. Although Christ came to restore us to a better position in Christ Jesus, with the word reigning in our hearts, the devil wants to plant seeds in your heart that will lead you in a wrong direction. You will always do what's in your heart. Your heart will always reveal the true you. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth starts to speak. So what's going on in your heart, it will come out. Your your heart is going to snitch on you. Turn to the person next to you and say, your heart will snitch on you. Tell them again, say, your heart will snitch on you. 2 Corinthians 10 teaches us, Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed, I have forgiven anything. I have forgiven that one for your sake in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, but we are not ignorant of his devices. What are the devices of the devil? Offense, Unforgiveness. Because if he can get you to be offended, he's got your heart. Family, listen to me. Offense is not given. Nobody can give you an offense. You take offense. Turn to the person next to you and say, you take offense. Sometimes when things happen to upset your heart, It might seem ordinary, but it has an extraordinary effect upon your life because it will start steering you in a direction because your heart will take you in a direction. If this Bible is an offense and somebody holds it out to me, I can make the decision whether I want to take it or not. When you view offense in the right light, the right light, it will become your friend and not your enemy. So in this world, in this life, there's three scriptures that put us in a serious predicament. Serious predicament. Scripture number one, Acts 24 verse 16. Can you see it here? This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. So Paul says here, the goal is to have a clean conscience towards God and people around you. In Philippians 1 verse 10, Paul says that we should be without offense until the day of Christ. He says, until Jesus comes, we should be without offense. Those are two huge orders. And then Jesus himself says in Luke 17 verse 1, It is impossible that offense will not come to you. So he says, offense will come to everybody. Everybody. Let me see your hand if you had to resist offense in the past week. That's all of us because the Bible says offense will come to all of us. But don't take it. Freedom from offense is essential. It's essential. Offense is the greatest weapon of the enemy. If he can get you offended, trouble Because if you're offended, you cannot walk in love. When you cannot walk in love, your faith cannot work the way it's supposed to work because faith works through love. Amen? So can I take you on a journey? Turn to the person next to you and say, this is very serious. Real love forgets wrongs. Real love forgives and lets go. So offense is unavoidable, it's inevitable offense is going to come your way if you say I never get offended you're lying you're lying you know how easy it is to get offended you just need an expectation of somebody that must do something for you and if they don't do it you get offended remember Jesus said to John the Baptist blessed is he who's not offended because of me Luke 7 verse 23 what happened He had the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah. Remember, he was the one who baptized him. He was the one who heard the voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He saw the Holy Spirit come down on him like a dove. He saw it. So he had revelation. He knew this is the one that was anointed, who the Spirit of the Lord was upon to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And when he was in jail, he sent his disciples to Jesus and he said, I'm in jail. You've come to set the captives free. Can you get me out of jail? What was Jesus' response? He said, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. The blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the sick are healed. And tell John, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You just need to have an expectation of what God must do. And if he doesn't do it in the way that you think he should do it, you can get offended with God. You just need to have an expectation that your spouse needs to do something for you and they don't do it and you can get offended. That's how easy it is. So listen to me. This is what the enemy will do. Offense will come to you. When offense comes to you, And you take offense, the next thing that will happen, there'll be resentment in your heart. You know what's resentment? Resentment is when you start keeping somebody at a distance. Your friend that has offended you comes to church, they park on that side of the building, then you see their car, you park on this side of the building. You're just avoiding them. Resentment. So it's offense, then it's resentment. Then it's unforgiveness and once unforgiveness settles in your heart the next thing that will happen is bitterness you'll have a root of bitterness and a root of bitterness is one of the most dangerous things that can start to grow in your heart because when you look at the root of bitterness the Bible has some things to say about it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Proverbs says the heart knows a person's bitterness. Proverbs 14.10, the heart knows the bitterness. Has somebody made you so angry that you feel like your heart is getting hot and bitter? Your heart knows when that happens, when somebody makes you so angry that your heart just goes bitter. Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. I want to show you something. Sometimes people have offended you and wronged you. And you say, forgive. And you come and you say, I'm just working through it. That's not scriptural. When you have poison in your system, do you say to the doctor, I'm just working through it? No, if that works through you, you're going to die. So, Christianity is not stupidity. Amen? Work through it. No. How would you feel if you came to Jesus and said, Lord, forgive me, I've sinned, and Jesus said, I'm just working through it. (laughs) I'm just thinking back on the cross when I was there, when the nails was in my hands, I'm just working through it, what you've really done to me. How would you feel? But sometimes we come with these spiritual things. Acts 8, verse 21. Are you there? You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Verse 22. Repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. I mean, you would think that the Bible would say, if you come and you say, Lord, forgive me, God will immediately forgive. But here Peter is saying, go and repent that perhaps God will forgive you. Why? Because when there's bitterness in your heart, God can see that unforgiveness. He can see that hardness of heart. He can see that pride in your heart. When there's pride in your heart, God resists the person that's full of pride. So then you have to come in humility and sincerity and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive so that that root of bitterness can be uprooted. Can you see there? I mean, that's scary stuff. God perhaps forgive you because God looks right into your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, bitterness is a dangerous poison. Don't play with it. Go to Hebrews 12. Let me show you something. Hebrews 12 verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Can you imagine? Anyone falls short of the grace of God. We are saved by grace. Jesus manifested, when he manifested, he was full of grace. He's looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For we found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. What is the word of God saying here? He says, this man Esau, he came and he asked for his blessing. He says outwardly he was crying. It looked like this guy was serious. Lord, is my birthright? Please, please, please cry but inwardly, no repentance, no change of heart. And God looked right into his heart. People often ask me, how do you know that I have forgiven somebody? How do I truly know that I have forgiven somebody? That's not very difficult. The Bible says here, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. If you are still causing trouble for the person that offended you, you have not forgiven him. If you are still defiling the person that has offended you, you have not forgiven them. So when you are bitter, you'll defile that person. You'll always have something bad to say about that person. Your heart will reveal the true you. So bitterness is the root in your heart. When you have bitterness in your heart, the f- that's the root. The fruit is there'll be a breakdown in communication. You don't want to communicate with that person. That means there's a root of bitterness. When there's a root of bitterness, you've taken offense, there's resentment, there's unforgiveness, and now there's bitterness. Bitterness. Bitterness is a poison that will take you on a dark, dark journey. The next thing when you see bitterness, the next fruit that will manifest is self pity. Why are you doing this to me? I don't deserve to be talked to like that. Did I deserve them to do this? Really? Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people, if you've stepped into that trap of self pity. Self pity is the root. The fruit is ungratefulness. You complain about everything. It's because of that self-pity in your heart. That's why you need the Holy Spirit of hope to forgive our self-pity. If you want to deal with self-pity, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say, say in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1? But in the last days there will be perilous times. Because people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. They'll be unthankful, unloving, unforgiving. Are we living in the last days where people are unloving, unforgiving? The Bible says the last days will be like the days of Noah. What was the thing about the days of Noah? People did not want to repent. They don't want to repent. People are headstrong today. Traitors. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. When you fall into that self pity mode, what's the next thing that starts to manifest? Stubbornness. Leave me alone. I'll do this myself. I'll do it. Stubbornness. 1 Samuel 15, verse 23 says, Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft, but stubbornness is the iniquity of idolatry. When you are stubborn, you've become the idol. You're making yourself God. You worship yourself. You put yourself in that position of authority. Turn to the person next to you say, don't be stubborn. So when there's stubbornness on the outside, stubbornness is idolatry. So what will happen? You'll start to reject authority. Can you see, young people, why it's so dangerous for you to pick up an offense with your parents? Can you see why it's so dangerous to pick up an offense with your friends, your colleagues, and keep that unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart because it will take you down on that root of bitterness? Then you decide what's going to work. It's dangerous. Turn to the person next to you and say, be careful of Rebellion. When you start to reject authority, the next thing that will happen is open rebellion. Open rebellion is that fruit. Open rebellion is the fruit when people openly start doing things. You know, when people start doing that, when they establish themselves as the authority. You establish yourself as the authority. When you establish yourself as the authority, now you decide what is right and what is wrong. Just think about teenagers that become rebellious. They establish themselves as authority. You tell them it's wrong. So I don't think it's wrong. Why do you think it's wrong? I think this can be right. Isaiah 14 what happened? Lucifer said, I will ascend into heaven i will take my place i will exalt myself he wanted to be god and what happened he got kicked out of heaven the only authority in our lives should be the word of god you should allow the word of god to be the authority the standard in your life this is the downward root of bitterness we have to be very very careful So once you've established yourself as the authority, the next thing that you will see is wrong friends. You will look for those that have the same opinion than what you have. Psalm 1, verse 1 teaches us, you first walk with them, then you stand with them, then you sit with them. That's what happens. When you have wrong friends... Now you come in agreement with that rebellion. What happens? What is wrong has now become right, and what is right is wrong. That is rooted in pride. Obadiah 1 verse 3 says that, the pride of my heart has deceived me. This is very, very serious. If you know the danger that, if you have an offense in your heart towards your brother, or your wife, or a friend, or a family member. But it doesn't matter who that person is. If you keep that, that bitterness will continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. The longer you hold on to that bitterness, the more it starts to control you. Once you're in agreement with rebellion, you'll start to defend the wrong. You'll start to judge people. That's the next fruit that you will see. Romans 2, verse 1 says, Therefore, you are inexcusable. For whosoever or whatsoever you judge, you condemn yourself because you practice the same thing. Galatians 5, verse 19, it's the works of the flesh. That's what you start to do. Have you judged people? Oh, you say I must do this, but you do this. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. It's that bitterness defiling the whole time. It's that bitterness causing trouble the whole time. When you start to defend the wrong, there's a deep inward guilt and even secret lust that start to manifest in a person's life. The last thing that you will see is mood extremes. And when you get to that mood extremes just blowing up, thoughts of suicide, thoughts of murder, and hatred. Because if you don't deal with the bitterness, the bitterness will take you to the end, is hatred. And when you hate somebody, you either want to kill them, or because of that hatred, you want to kill yourself. You get to a place where there's no hope. But there's always hope for those who are in Christ Jesus. Job 10 verse 1 says, My so loathes my life. 1 John 3 verse 15 says that if you hate your brother, you've become a murderer. Can you see if you leave unforgiveness and it turns into bitterness and you start to defile with your mouth, causing trouble, that's what bitterness will do. And you continue in that path. You'll get to a place where you establish yourself as the authority, where you come in agreement with what is wrong. You start to judge people, but you have a deep inward guilt because you are doing this, but you don't want to do it. But you're not dealing with the root of the problem. The Bible warns us in the book of Matthew 24, speaking about the end times in the last days, many will become offended with each other. They will betray each other. They will hate each other. We're living in those days. That's why you have to guard your heart above all things. So how do we let go of bitterness? How do we let go of bitterness? Turn to the person next to you say, I want to let go of some things. And I know in the future I will have to let go of some things. Ephesians 4, here's the answer. So remember, when you have bitterness, you will defile. Verse 31, let all bitterness with anger, wrath, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. You need to have an accountability partner in your life. If you are married, it should be your wife. If you're a wife, it should be your husband. To say to you, you're talking too many bad things about this person. Just forgive and let go. Without judging them, without making them feel condemned. Amen. Don't now come and say and offend them further. Then you're not part of the solution. You're becoming part of the problem. Amen. We're not here to offend people deliberately. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Here's the key. As Christ has forgiven you, you forgive. Put away the evil speaking. If you're going to continue to speak evil about that person, you are watering that root of bitterness. Just keep your mouth closed. Let the Lord put a guard in front of your mouth. Amen? David said, Lord, I hate those that hate you with a perfect hatred, but search my heart, seek my heart and see if there's any wicked way that can hurt your people. So let me help you how to forgive because many Christians don't know how to forgive. They go and want to forgive, but they offend the person more. So number one, when you have sinned, when you're offended, even if somebody did something wrong and you offended. Number one, David said in Psalm 51, I acknowledge my transgression. My sin is ever before me. Lord, I've sinned against you and you alone. So number one, when you have taken offense, Jesus died on the cross for your offense. You have sinned against God. So number one, first go to God and ask God to forgive you. 1 John 1.9, if we come and we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? So you first go to God and make right with God. Then the Bible teaches us when you want to bring your gift to God, Matthew 5.23, When you bring your gift to the altar and you know your brother's got something against you, go and make right with him. Matthew 5. So then if you are presenting a gift before the altar and the temple and suddenly remember a quarrel you you have with a fellow believer, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go at once to apologize with the one who is offended. Then after you have reconciled, come to the altar and present your gift. Can you see the Bible says you go to apologize. You don't go to the person and say, you know, what you did was really wrong. You were supposed to behave like a Christian, but you didn't. But now I will do the Christian thing, and I'm going to forgive you. I guarantee you, you're going to offend the person. He's going to think, what are you talking about? So what you do is you first go the lord david remember when david realized that he had sinned he dropped his king's cloak and he said lord i've sinned against you and you alone forgive me lord so you go to god and you say lord forgive me and you get the peace of god in your heart knowing that he who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of god When we come and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive it and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you make right with God. Now you go to that person for the salvation of their soul. Whether they say, forgive me or not, doesn't matter, you are forgiven. But now you go to the person in humility and sincerity of heart and you say, please forgive me. If they say, yes, you are forgiven, then it's fine. If they say, no, I'm never going to forgive you, that's also fine. Don't take offense now again and step into the trap of the devil. And if they say, please forgive me as well, then that's also fine. Amen? That's the right way to do it. So Proverbs 18 teaches us that a brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. Have you ever read that scripture? It says, a brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Proverbs eighteen nineteen. It is easier, the passion says, it's easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend whom you've offended. Their walls go up, making it nearly impossible to win them back. Sometimes we have the mindset and say, well, you've offended me. It's going to be tough to win me back. Try, I've got my walls up. No, that's Old Testament. New Testament, Jesus helps you to break those walls down. Jesus, the wall that caused separation between us and the Holy of Holies, he took that away. So you can make a decision as Christ has forgiven you, you can forgive. You can make a decision to drop your walls. It doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to let somebody grovel. Don't have to let them be punished. I'm thinking about it. I'm processing it. Come and see me in three days. Three days the person can be offended. You mean you want to keep that poison on the inside of you? You know what offense is? Bitterness. Bitterness is you drinking the poison waiting for the other person to die. That's never going to happen. Bitterness is a poison. So make a decision to let it go. Family, listen to me. It's all about the heart. People say it's difficult to forgive. Yes, in your own ability, it's difficult to forgive when somebody has wronged you. But Jesus is here to help us. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. Peter came to Jesus and he said, how many times should I forgive somebody? He was very spiritual. He said, seven times. Jesus said, not seven times, 70 times seven in one day for the same thing. Do you know what that means? God is saying to Peter, start to walk in forgiveness. Don't say in your heart, if this person does this, I'm never going to forgive them. Walk in forgiveness. Let your heart be light. Do you know why people don't want to let go of an offense? Pride. 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 They know who I am. They shouldn't have done that. Pride. I'll show them pride. Paul says, as Christ has forgiven me, quickly, I'm going to forgive quickly. Can you see the need to ask the Lord to grant unto us humble hearts, sincere hearts, a heart that does not bear grudges, a heart that is quick to forgive? Listen to me, Gentlemen. If you read Matthew 18, you'll see the man that did not want to forgive. The man who did not want to forgive, he was thrown into prison. The thing that will keep you back in your business is offense. The number one cause of demonic activity is bitterness and unforgiveness. Because you've stepped right into the devil's device and he's taken advantage of you. Go read Matthew 18. The man was handed over to the torturers. What's torturous? It's demons. Tormenting people's lives. And all they need to do to be disconnected from that is forgive. They have to let go. The truth is, you want a better 2021 than a 2020. But the luggage, the baggage, the hurts, the pains of 2020, you cannot carry it with you into 2021 how will you be able to run for God you have to let go of those things when you don't want to let go of an offense it's pride that's very dangerous because the book of James teaches us God shows grace to the humble but God resists those whose hearts are full of pride but he shows grace to those who are humble So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. When you do that, you'll be able to resist the devil. Make a decision once and for all to deal with bitterness. Bitterness is the one thing that can keep you back. Listen to what's going on in your heart. Your heart will reveal the true you. Your heart will show what you are saying about an individual. It will reveal very quickly if you have forgiven them or not if you're still talking about them and it's bad and it's hurting you here deal with that root do you know you can have the peace of god you should forgive people and let go so that you can enjoy the peace of god but when you are stubborn and you don't want to forgive the bible says it's idolatry you have become the god and you are rejecting the word of god Don't do that. Make a decision to allow the love of God to compel you to forgive as Christ has forgiven you, and enjoy this liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. See Allah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.